This is a very disturbing update. I really hope you stay with me until the end because there is good news and it is at the end, so do not go away. Watch this recent news report. COVID-19 vaccine, according to the autopsy report from the county coroner. Now his family speaking out and remembering his legacy. 18 News reporter Tara Lynch investigates and shares his story. George Watts Jr. was a college student. Described as a homebody, he loved playing video games and being with his family. He's funny. Kind of shy. You get to know him and he's, he's a jokester, quick-witted kid. He wanted to take classes in person. To do that, he needed to be vaccinated, so he scheduled his COVID vaccine appointment. His first dose in August, his second in September. He wanted to get that one because that one was FDA approved. George Jr. started to feel sick. I noticed he was starting to, when he started getting a puffy in the face, like a sinus issue. So, and uh, plus he had a cough and I decided to take him to the emergency room to see what was going on. That's where he was given antibiotics to treat a sinus infection. But a week later, George Jr. was still sick, so they went back to the ER. After that second visit, his symptoms got worse. Another week goes by and he's getting worse and his cough is getting worse. He's coughing up blood. He's, his feet are hurting, his hands are hurting, his eyes, his teeth are hurting. And he you know, didn't like the light, the sunlight. But then, the unthinkable. And I told him that I was gonna take him to the emergency room the next day after I got out of work. We never made that trip to the emergency room. George Jr. collapsed in his room on October 27th and was pronounced dead later that morning. His dad describes him as healthy, saying he had no underlying medical conditions. An autopsy report from the Bradford County Coroner's Office shows George Jr. died from, quote, COVID-19 vaccine-related myocarditis. Myocarditis is how I ruled it. Have you seen anything like this before? We are currently working on other cases that are um, related to vaccine and booster related issues within our county, yes. Thankfully, some doctors are finally making a connection between blood problems, sudden deaths, and the COVID vaccine. Now, before I continue, I just want to say thank you for joining me, Avi Abelo, for another episode of The Pulse of Israel, where I provide you with the politically incorrect truth about Israel, the Jewish people, and the freedom-loving world to inspire us all to be more educated and proactive in making a better world. Now, check out this study just announced by Pfizer and Moderna. As NBC News reported on November 12, 2022, myocarditis after COVID vaccination, research on possible long-term risks underway, both Pfizer and Moderna are launching clinical trials to track health issues, if any, in the years following a diagnosis of vaccine-associated heart problems in teens and young adults. This study is more than two years too late. Shouldn't this research study have been done before the vaccines were coerced on all of humanity as safe and effective? I was reporting about the medical experts voicing concern about the potential heart issues and health issues from the vaccines immediately after the rollout. But this is too little and too late because the medical establishment, politicians, and media are still pushing the vaccine without informing the public about the growing health problems 
that have been silent for too long. Now I want to dig a bit deeper about all this and I want you to take a moment and look at this post which was recently publicized here in Israel. This aggregates different posts about five different Israeli teenagers who all suddenly died of heart failure all within a three-day time period. The text then reads in English, five Israeli teenagers have died from cardiac arrest in the past 72 hours. To my knowledge, none of them had preconditions. Understand, every sudden death today is suspect, especially in the youth. We will never truly know the reason for the sudden death of anyone, especially since the medical establishment continues to refuse to do the proper research and refuses to take seriously the feedback of medical professionals, coroners, and funeral embalmers all over the world about the massive amount of dead people found with crazy blood clotting like they have never seen before. What is certain is that never before have there been so many sudden deaths, especially of younger people. And only one thing has been forced upon humanity all over the world that could possibly explain it all. So this one article aggregates many cases of embalmers all over the world who have been raising the alarm about this never seen before abnormal blood clotting in bodies from January 2022 until today, all after the vaccine rollout, a year plus after COVID deaths were happening daily without any such concern voiced. One embalmer, Anna Foster from Carrollton, Missouri, publicly stated back in February that 93% of her cases of vaccinated individuals died because of the life-threatening blood clots. But if you mention this concern publicly, it is dismissed. How can this be? It should be looked into and properly researched. The problem is the medical establishment that refuses to do the proper research that would then clarify this issue for everyone and by the medical establishment continuing to refuse to properly research the impact of the shots on sudden deaths and blood clotting, they directly lead more people to question every single sudden death, every cancer remission, etc. This is another point of proof for me of the conflict of interest that exists within the decision makers of the medical establishment. Why else would they refuse to research these very serious issues? The continued silence of the medical establishment directly leads to greater mistrust of all the medical professionals, doctors, nurses, etc., who continue to remain silent about all of this. Unfortunately, they have earned our mistrust in spades. As the medical professionals complain about how many parents are not bringing in their kids for any vaccine shots, they only have themselves to blame. They have so much repentance to do in order to regain so much of the public's trust. And repentance starts first with an apology acknowledging what they have been doing wrong. Now I want to end with some good news from pathologist Dr. Ryan Cole, who runs a medical diagnostics laboratory in Garden City, Idaho. Dr. Cole recently explained at a recent conference why we are not witnessing more of the dangerous blood clotting than we actually are. Where a lot of people dodge the bullet and a potential harm is when people lined up in stadiums or outside and had these vaccination clinics, these vials weren't kept cold, and those fats turned into a glob of mush and the RNA broke down into nothing. So you got a shot of mush, which you're lucky very lucky because it wasn't kept cold and so 
The other thing too is each vial from different lots is not the same concentration. When you stir lipid nanoparticles, polyethylene glycol and mRNA sequences, you can't agitate it quickly. But when that happens, the lipids kind of float to the top. Now you have thousands of vials going across an assembly line, you know, you know spitting out the content. And the first couple thousand vials get a very dilute solution. You're not getting a lot of dose of mRNA or, or lipid. But then at the end of that batch, now you have some very concentrated lipid and mRNA. So in each manufacturing run of this very poor manufacturing process, which has lots of debris and lots of vials and all these heebie-jeebies and creepy things, are mostly manufacturing debris. And that's, again, what some of the mass spec we've looked at has shown. You know, it's from stainless steel vats, it's from aluminum seals, it's from gaskets, etc. It's from crushed glass. A good manufacturing process in a drug development um, process takes years, like five, six, seven, eight, nine years, until you have a product pure enough that you can repeat every single time that it comes off the line that it's the same thing. You saw in that early European medicine agency last year, 50% pure. It's supposed to be a 99 plus percent pure product. That tells you everything you need to know right there. As a pathologist, having looked at a lot of these, the more we look at, it's bad manufacturing. But a lot of people are lucky because of that. Dr. Cole's lab was at the forefront of COVID-19 testing. And early on, he was a big supporter of the existing medical treatments and a fierce critic of the vaccine solution, all based on the information he and his 80 staff members uncovered in their continuous testing. The bottom line is, vaxxed or vaxxed free, we all deserve much, much better from our medical establishment and doctors. By the medical establishment dismissing the growing concerns of blood clotting and sudden deaths as a possible reaction to the COVID vaccines and delegitimizing all the voices who voice those concerns, more people around the world are losing trust in a system responsible for our health and our lives. Now, I want to share with you a text I shared online back on February 3rd, 2021, more than a year and a half ago. And this is what I wrote. While the media hype about the vaccine solution to ending our crazy reality is exciting, remember we were all in lockdowns back then, it is very alarming that the information about the potential risks has not been shared with the public before coercing the whole public en masse to take the vaccine. I have no problem with people agreeing to take the vaccine after they hear about the risks. But are they telling people about the risks? I wrote that back in February 2021. Still today, Pfizer, Moderna, our governments and the media minimize any and all reporting about the potential health risks of the vaccines, especially in young people who are hardly affected by the virus. In terms of heart problems, Check out this news report from June 30th, 2021. The risks of vaccines um, to young children may be even worse than we thought. A woman named Tammy, Tammy Barrages um, wrote, a week ago today, my brother's 13-year-old son had his second COVID shot. Less than three days later, he died. The initial autopsy results done Friday were that his heart was, was enlarged and there was some fluid surrounding it. He had no known health problems was on no medications. Dr. McCullough, if this is true, uh, and there are other cases similar to this, it's absolutely shocking. 
Uh, yeah, are they underreporting the complications, the cardiac complications, especially for young people who would not be overwhelmingly not be harmed by this virus had they contracted it? I think they're overwhelmed. The CDC every year with all the vaccines combined get about 16,000 safety reports uh, and about 25 deaths reported to the VAR system. So far with COVID-19, they've received over 300,000 safety reports, over 6,000 deaths, nearly 20,000 hospitalizations. I think they're completely overwhelmed. What we're seeing is a really disturbing pattern in those individuals under age 30, and that's myocarditis. And that's where the spike protein replicates inside heart muscle cells, damages the heart muscle cells, and results in chest pain, EKG changes, positive troponin, signs and symptoms of heart failure. 20% of these kids are developing uh, abnormal echocardiograms with reduced left ventricular function, and in terrible cases like this, they actually die. So I think vaccination ought to be completely prohibited in anybody under age 30. That would simplify the picture greatly. Dr. McCullough, everyone has to rewind what you just said and listen to it five times. Don't let this happen to your kids. Thank you. Dr. Pina McCullough is a world-renowned internist, cardiologist, epidemiologist, and professor of medicine at Texas A&M College of Medicine, Dallas, Texas, USA. Why did no one listen to him back in June 2021? Why are Pfizer and Moderna only now beginning to research the impact of the vaccine on myocarditis? So many children's lives could have been saved had they done this research before they coerced everyone to take this vaccine. Now, I want to end with a very important message from Dr. Mike Yeadon, scientific researcher and former vice president of Pfizer about a special website that people can use to check how harmful certain vaccine batches are because researchers have found out that they are not all harmful following Dr. Cole's research as well. So former vice president of Pfizer, Dr. Mike Needen writes as follows, and I quote, this extraordinary web app permits anyone with a COVID-19 vaccine batch code to enter that code and learn whether they've been injected with a hot lot or something less harmful. And the website is http colon double slash howbad.info. A team of five independent scientists, researchers, four of whom are very capable data analysts, have reviewed the data in VAERS, discovering that while most batch numbers are associating with low numbers of adverse events reports, around 1% of batches are associated with extraordinary rates of adverse events, including deaths. I hope this information and tool will be of use to some people seeking answers. Best wishes. Dr. Mike Eden, P.S. Please distribute this as widely as you can. So again, even while this is very disturbing, and I hope people internalize what this information is about and share this with everyone you know, there is good news as well. Do your research, open up your eyes and ears, and don't blindly trust the information from the medical establishment, our governments, and media, which they have been feeding us disinformation and misinformation and ignoring true health-related information that is so important for us all. Bottom line, don't blindly trust any one of those institutions. Use your common sense. Raise the questions. Only have blind trust in God above. Pulse of Israel, frontline videos from the Holy Land. Support our work by donating today.